welcome everyone to the online friend simulator because everyone can use a friend even online i am francis aka the other guy welcome welcome i hope you're doing all right this is the uh friendly voice that i hope is helping you out a little bit a tiny bit in this increasingly unfriendly world how are you doing Hoping uh, you're surviving the summer heat, uh, or I guess if you're in Australia, the summer, the winter cold. Hopefully you guys are doing all right. Much sooner episode than you thought, maybe, I think. Usually I do these things like once every, I don't know, rotation of the moon. But now, I feel a little, well, I know why I'm doing this show. I know I'm doing this episode specifically. I refound my email for OFS show, OFS show at gmail.com. I always, always slur the words on that one. OFS show at gmail.com. So I wanted to have an episode where I did talk about something. I'll have a little bit of a topic at the beginning, but I really want to, to emphasize and to really focus on the emails because, hey, I got some emails for a few episodes way back when that I did, um, which I am super thankful for. And we'll do that at the end of OFS. So again, I hope everyone's doing well. Hope how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm not going to go through any of the segments this time around. I feel like, especially after the feedback that I've had for the last few episodes, I think just kind of um, talking from the heart is, seems to be doing pretty well lately. Especially when talking about uh, way back when about um, being alone and and then talking about uh, the zeitgeist of the internet. I feel that when it's something that you feel very uh, powerful about, that talking about it helps, and hopefully it helped you guys out a little bit. And again, we'll be talking about the feedback a little later on the show. For now, let's go straight into what I wanted to talk about this week. And again, this might be a shorter show, so I apologize ahead of time, but you guys are awesome, first off. You guys are amazing. I wouldn't just be saying that just because you're listening. Well, part of it is because you're listening. That makes you even more awesome. But also because I'm realizing something. I've often talked about here, maybe I haven't often, maybe even in my own head I've talked about how the world isn't really fair. Oftentimes you find that uh, the uh, bad guys win and the good guys lose. That real life is much like Game of Thrones minus season eight. Even though I'm perfectly fine with season eight. <laughs> perfectly fine with season eight. Season eight was fine. But I don't often think that we take the time to realize that even though we see that good loses and evil wins, that that's not necessarily always, that that is not just, that's not a norm. That's not a norm. It's just how life works. And I want to discuss serendipity. But before we can even talk about serendipity, we need to talk about how we look at our own existence. And, and I think we all kind of go on autopilot a lot of the time. There's a lot of stressors in the world right now. You got a pandemic going on. People are losing jobs. People are losing relationships. There's an election coming up. A lot of emotions just flaring right now. 
people are not even thinking about themselves, in all honesty. You know, they're thinking, well, they are thinking about themselves, but they're, they're, a lot of their attention, though, is on, on other things outside of their own world. Okay? And we often don't see what's right in front of our face because we're too busy being distracted by whatever Twitter hashtag is going on or by whatever, you know, our political leaders are saying every once in a while. Like, we're getting distracted by those things. And you may think, well, no, that, that's not a distraction. That's, that's, some, that's important, you know? That's the future of our nation, et cetera, et cetera. No, I, I understand that. I understand that. But we're get, letting it get in the way of our own health, our own well-being, our own self a care. We're stressing out. We're freaking out. You know, we're yelling at each other. We're, you know, screaming at, you know, shop employees because we don't want to wear a mask. Or we're yelling at people who don't want to wear a mask because we want to, you know, wear a mask and they should be wearing a mask too. Whatever your reasoning is. Like, I am a mask person. I think masks, even if they have the illusion of help, at least it's something. So little. It's the like the least you can do. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm a masker. I think it's the least you can do. But we're, you know, we're we're thinking. They're just too. We're bombarded with too much information. We're bombarded with too much life. We're bombarded with too much news that we forget to take care of ourselves. We're forgetting to take care of our own well-being. And as such, we lose sight on the opportunities that present that are presented to us in life. And it's really disappointing. It's really sad. I look at people and Twitter's going to be my little galaxy. I'm going to be working in because that's the, the one social media I am most involved in. And I, I see the most of, you know, I mean, I did that whole narcissist episode because of, the drama that was going on on Twitter that continues to this day. I did that episode like a few weeks ago and it's still happening. This dude is refusing to back down and refusing to take responsibility. And I said, dude, ah, who cares now? I, I protected their anonymity the last time. I don't really care anymore <laughs> because this, this, this person, no sympathy for, and I just really, I, I, I want to see them get their comeuppance and they're not. And it bothers me, but it's also a distraction, a distraction from the good things in life, the distraction from the positive things in life. And so it leads to the word serendipity. What is serendipity? Well, uh, dictionary.com, or I'm sorry, Oxford Dictionary defined, is it Oxford? I think it just says dictionary. But if you look up a word on Google, it just says dictionary. All right. I don't have a dictionary in front of me. I'm just going to use Google, and hopefully it's right. Uh, serendipity says the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Just like the movie Serendipity, where John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale see each other and then disappear. And like he's looking for her because she's the one. And she's like, what? And I don't know. I don't remember the movie very well. It was you know, about destiny and fate and stuff. Anyway, but I think what we, what serendipity really is, is manufactured by us. 
We manufacture serendipity. How do we manufacture serendipity? By seeing the positive in the things that we do and turning it into something that makes us feel good, feel happy. Like, oh, I'm glad that event happened. Ah, oh, serendipity. For instance, I have mentioned the story a billion times, and I know Tommy's probably tired of hearing the story of how I met, how uh, Josh and I met uh, the uh, host of Super Geeked Up, Jeff Burns. But for the you guys out there who haven't heard it, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Uh, oh, God, this is like five years back now. Uh, Josh and I were blessed with the press passes to Emerald City Comic Cons, which we were able to attend. Uh, at this convention, there was the meetup.com website hosting these get-togethers. Because meetup.com is like a way for you to kind of, uh, well, it's, it's in the name. It's, it's, it's on the tin. You, you meet up with people who have similar interests, and you kind of hang out, and you bond over that, and hopefully you make new friends, new acquaintances, hell, new relationships from those events. And there was a section, a set of rooms dedicated to meetup.com, having these similar events in a convention form. It's kind of like speed dating, but for fandom. And so I was interested. There was a DC television panel, or I guess meetup, and I want to participate and sit with the people. And I thought maybe it was going to be um, moderated by somebody. Someone would be on stage, you know, kind of bring people together and, you know, getting groups together to talk and whatnot. And when Josh and I arrived, it wasn't the case. Instead, when we entered the large room, which was separated by a bunch of large, like big circular tables, so you can kind of all face each other, about half a dozen scattered around the room. And lo and behold, right in the front of, or one of the walls of the room, one of the, one of the sides was a long table and a bunch of chairs behind it as if, you know, set up for a panel. And I looked at Josh and I'm like, I, I can't stand this. Look at these people. They're just talking amongst themselves. These are just people who already know each other talking to people they already know. That's not the point of this thing. This thing is supposed to be for new people to meet other people. So what do I do? I I step out of my comfort zone. I do something I normally wouldn't do. I walked up to that long table. I don't know exactly how I got everyone's attention, but I did And we had about half an hour of straight DC TV conversation, talk. We we had discussions. We talked about our favorite characters. We talked about future storylines. We got people involved. We got people to raise their hand. We got, I mean, it didn't get people together per se, but it got people to recognize, like people interacting with each other because people did, you know, someone on one side of the room would say something and the, uh, someone on the other side would either agree or disagree or add on to it. And, you know, people interacted the way the meetup is supposed to go. Well, I only had enough juice for half an hour because I didn't prepare for this. I didn't plan for this. I just did it on a whim. So for half an hour, I did it. I was freaking out the entire time, anxious, sweating from every pore of my body. I was just just a mess. And afterwards, I will allow myself to pat myself on the back for this. I would say about half a dozen people came up to me and thanked me for doing that. And it made me feel really good. Oh, as if what was going to happen next wasn't good enough. Like... You know, I needed that energy, positivity, 
you know, to come from the, that group of people. And it was amazing. It was so nice. They didn't have to do that. I wasn't at the door, like, expecting to shake their hand. I, w- I just sat down behind the, the long table. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was like, what did I just do? And people came up to me and, and, and were very kind, very nice. And it was so unnecessary. And it, it was humbling to know that, you know, me stepping out of my comfort zone, like, did something nice for these people. So when everyone leaves, you know, it's just Josh and I were kind of uh, talking over what just happened. And the lady who was kind of organizing the different events, she said, did you just take over this room? And I'm like, yeah, well, here's some swag from Meetup. And it was really cool. We got some swag from Meetup. And and she thanked us. Even though Josh was just taking pictures. Sorry, Josh, you're awesome. But yeah, he, he's not a DC TV fan, so he wasn't really able to participate too much. But, you know, he, he did take a, a bunch of pictures and stuff, and, and, and he was great. And uh, But, yeah, gave us some, some cool stuff. And then, lo and behold, Jeff walks in about 40 minutes, 40, what would have been 45, 40, 40, 45 minutes into the, into the meetup. And he's like, where's the meetup? Like, isn't there supposed to be a thing here? And... I apologized to him saying, oh, it's my fault. I kind of took over and, you know, I let them out early because I ran out of stuff to talk about and whatever. But it, you know, it led us to talking and, you know, we we started talking. He started talking about his own panel and we built a rapport and we became friends with the guy. And and because of him, we were able to go to San Diego Comic-Con. I was able to be his co-host on Super Geeked Up for the last few couple of years. Like, you know, introduced me to improv, but all serendipity right? All good, happy things that would have just happened by chance. Josh and I were ready to turn around and leave because we're like, this is a, because I, that wasn't, I didn't care. I'm like, this is, this is not what I expected, but I was so upset, so upset that it wasn't what I expected. I'd had to take over and it led to something positive. Same thing happened at WonderCon where though I had uh, the lovely company of Miss Shelley Rosal from back when we were interesting, the defunct podcast that uh, I really need to put up the old episodes on because those are fun episodes. But she had to, you know, she had to go home, do something, whatever. And I was by myself at WonderCon in the evening. And normally when I'm by myself, I just kind of wander around and maybe go to a few panels that are happening late at night and just go home because what's the point? You know, yeah, I'm in Anaheim, yeah, I'm by Disneyland, but who cares? I normally just go home, but instead I went to the hospitality suite where they, you know, give snacks and drinks to the uh, weary con-goers as kind of a reward and and, and ability to wind down after a long day of panels and shopping. So I sat at a table. I I didn't want to interact with anyone. This This is actually totally in my realm of what I normally would do, is I looked for an empty table. I found one. It was a larger table, which is unfortunate. Fit six people. And I'm like, whatever. No one's going to bother me. I'm just going to sit at this table and look and have my resting pissed face on. And no one's going to want to sit and talk to me. Father and son sit there, start talking to me. And we have a conversation. As they, as they, as they finish their food, they thank me, you know. And, you know, Great. Leave. Woman comes in from far away. Well, who came in from far away you know, to this convention? She comes to the table, asks if the seat is taken. I'm like, no, sit, we talk, have a conversation. And who would come and join us but Right Cow Left Coast, constant and wonderful contributor to the online friend simulator, often writing in the blog uh, comments on, any, on the episodes. 
comes in with his wife. We talk. The girl from far away leaves. And we just have a conversation, kind of stay for the rest of the night. And how opportune was that? We, you know, we share information. You know, he checks out the podcast, becomes a, becomes a listener and a fan and a patron. And the rest is history. He allowed me to do things I normally wouldn't have had access to, uh, like be part of a panel at uh, Comic-Con. You know, we had lunch a few times together, coffee. You know, we shared uh, stories and experiences. Um, and I got to get to know a really awesome guy and his wife. Like, it was great. But, again, serendipity. A random chance occurrence that happened. Or you could look at it as, at it as opportunities. And I think that's the thing that when you feel down and you feel friendless and you feel like no one's around and you feel like alone in the world, we often, and, and we feel bombarded with reality, we often overlook opportunities. And I'm not talking about like the opportunity to go to San Diego Comic-Con or the opportunity to you know, pe- you know, be a part of a panel or something. I'm saying the opportunity to potentially make a new acquaintance. That's what happened with Jeff. That's what happened with Right Cow Left Coast. I made new friends. Solely on chance, but also recognizing the opportunity. Any person I meet, in all honesty, any person I meet at a convention, and I normally don't meet many people because, again, I took, kind of keep to myself. But if for, if for some serendipitous coincidence happens and I meet someone and we become friends and we exchange socials. Well, we exchange socials, then become friends. Yay for me. Yay for us. But we have to allow ourselves to let that happen. And I feel we are blinding ourselves so much. And look, I'm not saying blind yourself to it. I'm not saying deafen yourself to what's going on in reality and what's around you. But I think we don't allow ourselves to be open to those scenarios. Now, this next scenario, I'm going to keep very, very vague because it's brand new. It's a brand new thing. But I met someone on Twitter whom I connected with random happenstance i happened to reply to a tweet that a friend of mine replied to we don't follow this person we don't know who this person is i just happened to reply to it because i thought their username was funny and it was a good question it was was a fine question about like what's music that you listen to over and over and over again it's a fine question i wanted to answer but i expected nothing from it in all honesty expected like a like and a move on and what ended up being just a random happenstance scenario built into something that was really nice. Well, is really nice connecting with, with, with someone who was, who was cool. Who knew that would like, again, uh, like right cow, like Jeff, hell, even like Josh or Savannah, for instance. Well, I'm saying, I'm just naming people. I'm sorry. I'm just naming people who are on podcasts. I'm with, (laughs) Listen to the other podcasts I'm a part of, Points of Interest Podcast, Podcast, and Super Geeked Up, and you know who these people are. Um, Tony, who was on the show. Tony, who was on this show a few, you know, a few episodes ago, talking about the golden rule. You know, these are all 
wonderful serendipitous things. But, it, you know, it's been a while now, so I feel comfortable saying their names. And making new friends, I always feel like it's, uh, you, you know, like, I don't know. You know, I, I live in a world that they might not necessarily feel comfortable about. But making a new friend, potential opportunities, potential whatever, <sighs> happened again. Happened again in a random circumstance. Serendipity. But it was an op- But it was just, I saw an opportunity to interact with someone with similar interests, and it built and built and built. But I recognized that I, I, I didn't ignore it. I didn't just like, well, it's a couple of likes. I, that's what I expected. But when the interactions became more and more, I'm like, okay. Okay, there's something here. And I feel that that is the lesson I'm learning now more than ever, is that the reason why I've been so... Well, not the reason why I've been so depressed. I mean, I have clinical depression or whatever. But, but the reason why I've been so negative and so cynical is because I don't allow myself these opportunities as often as I should. I mean, how far apart was the job? Was all was meeting? All, I'm not going to name their names. Like, I'm just going to name names that you guys don't even care about. But how often, you know, there were years between meeting all of those people and becoming their friends, you know, and, and gaining a real friendship out of it. And gaining something real out of it. It took a while. But, you know, it, it happened by chance. And mind you, it doesn't always work. There's a ton of people of whom I just, by the wayside, like nothing ever happened from it. Nothing ever developed from it. You know, opportunity was there. We grabbed for it. You know, and it just, it just didn't work out. You know, the friendship didn't happen or the relationship didn't happen or whatever it is just never worked out didn't happen. Hell, I was devastated because of one of it. Like it just, I, I went, oh, I went down a wrong path. I, 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 I was so, so in my own depression and own, which you, you can't help if you're, you know, if it's a chemical thing, you can't help it. But I, I, I was so into this one thing that I allowed it to get in the way of what could have been a beautiful friendship. Hell, even relationship, it could have turned into something bigger. That's what I wanted. That's what I hoped. Didn't. You know? But we have to be willing to take the losses and because there's so many wins with it as well. But we also have to be able to not be like another friend of mine whom everything is negative. Even the positives are sp- just uh, sown from or reaped from negativity that's been sown. Like this person feel, thinks they're being positive, thinks they're being empowering, but it all comes from a source of negativity. It all comes from a source of just cynicism and like the world sucks and people suck and everyone sucks. Now, mind you, I share that opinion. I share that feeling. I think I do think people suck and everything sucks and the world sucks. But that's not the, I mean, but that's not really the point. The point is, is that this person lives in it and yes, opportunity comes, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're not appreciating it. And I could be wrong. I'm not this person. Uh, they could be appreciating it 100%. I'm just basing it off of what I see them post on Twitter, which could be a complete and utter lie. Who knows? But I often find that people are very truthful, weirdly, on, on Twitter. People are very honest. A little too honest, and all, uh, for my liking, really. But a little nuance in there, huh? A little subtlety, please. 
Save some of that rash for yourself, please, right? But I see, I, I feel so bad because this person constantly, constantly, constantly experiencing just negative. And they're just always angry and always just hateful. Which in their mind, they're not being hateful. They're being just and they're being true. I'm like, no, that's hate. It's just, just pure, unadulterated hate. That's anger. How do you cultivate anything happy? That's why I try to... I mean, I'm not a very good jokester. Tom, you can attest to that. I'm a very good jokester on Twitter. But I try to be lighthearted for the most part. I try to see silly things. I try to keep all the seriousness here. <laughs> you know, I try to keep all the, all of the doom and gloom here. But I try to keep positive in general everywhere. You know, If I ever talk to somebody, it's always po- I try to be always positive. I always try to highlight their strengths. Talked to a friend of mine earlier today who was devastated. She's devastated about how her life has turned out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. Just the year before, your life was actually, you're actually living a good life. You even said so yourself. It was a million times worse than it was like a year ago. Look at how strong you've been. Look at how, how, how you persevered. They couldn't see it. I don't know if me reminding them helped them see it, but I mean, sometimes we need that reminder. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I, I, I survived hardship. I made it through the darkness. This person did. So much so that she was ignoring opportunity. Because there's, we forget. We get caught up. I don't know if I helped at all. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I hope I did. If not, again, I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> no one hates me more than me. <laughs> I live by that. I, I, I swear by that. But I'm all about lifting people up. That's why I don't like talking. I think that's also why I don't like talking about myself to my friends, which is probably a negative. It's bad. I should talk about myself. Just today, someone asked me how I'm doing, and I turned the subject on them because I know that they would rather tell me about how they're doing. And it wasn't like a test or anything. It was just like, yeah. I know it makes them feel better. I don't need to, they don't need to hear what's going on in my life. I'll share with them at some point or another. This isn't me trying to like keep them from it, but I mean, I'll share with them at some point. But, you know. At the, I, I know, I can tell, like, this person had something to get off their chest, so I let them get it off their chest. Oh, God, am I making it sound like a saint? I'm not a saint or anything. I'm not like Mother Teresa or anything. I'm just, like, just trying to help people. I mean, that's the whole point of this thing. I'm just trying to help people. I just want people to be better. I just want people to, to know that, you know, even though you feel friendless, that friendship is possible, that we're out there, that... Reaching out is possible. And that if you act in a negative way, like narcissist, then you may lose your friends. Sure, of course. I think, you know, we're, we're very selfish. Let's look outside of ourselves. Let's try at least. Take a second. Take two, take one minute. Don't even take five. Take one whole minute out of your day and put yourself in someone. Now, don't put this. No, I not put yourself in someone else's shoes, but just, just try to empathize with somebody, anybody in your life, what they're, what, what they're potentially going through, what they're possibly going through. Just try to see it from their point of view. 
every time I'm on Twitter, I see the word empathy. Empathy this, empathy that. Oh, we need empathy. And the first thing that comes back is usually, ah, F your empathy, this, that, and like, you know, just anger and yelling and, you know, I don't care. I'm right. They're wrong. They're evil. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, not great. We're not going, we're not getting anywhere. We're not talking to each other. Awesome. Anyway. Serendipity. Serendipity is what we make it, I think. Serendipity is, is a, a construct of our own making. That if we put ourselves out there, if we, remember, if we remind ourselves to put ourselves out there, if we're allowing ourselves to take those risks continuously over and over and over again, that something good can potentially happen. And when you see it, not shy away from it, but instead go for it and grab it. And hold on to it. And things can... Good things can happen. I made no sense in any of that, did I? Didn't I? I'm pretty sure I repeated myself, actually. I feel like I did. Anyway. It's only because this is like the sixth take. <sighs> Alright. Let's get into the mailbag. Mm, mailbag! Alright. Uh, here is one, uh, so some of the, uh, three of these will be from Tommy, uh, one of them will be from Jay, who is a listener. Uh, so the first one I wanted to talk about is, uh, I believe, um, oh boy, I can't even remember the name of the episodes of my own show. <laughs> I think it's like 52 or something. I'm actually gonna, I'll, I'll look it up because I, I, I feel terrible not knowing exactly what, uh, episode I am thinking of. Uh, right now, but um, when I kind of talked about you know being alone again, being by myself again, um, I believe it was episode fifty-one. Let's get real. Uh, I actually got a couple of comments from outside of uh, like my normal uh, social media and all that stuff. Uh, and heard about that episode but uh, Tommy says sorry to hear uh, that you are going through a bad time your latest episode was absorbing it was like listening to one side of a therapy session I'm thinking about you dude thank you so much Tommy for that uh, he, uh, oop, here we go here is Jay um, uh, oh <laughs> Uh, he says, um, he wants to get back in touch. Any, uh, he says, uh, hey, Francis, last we spoke was June 2019. What a crazy year it's been since then, eh? Hopefully you will all still be around in 2021. Yeah, let's hope, buddy. <laughs> let's really hope so. Uh, anyway, I wanted to get back in touch, especially after listening to your most recent podcast, episode 51, which is uh, Let's Get Real. I want to be completely honest with you. I really enjoyed listening to your podcast up until the point where Autumn became your co-host, which... Um, has solidified that I don't think I'll ever have another co-host on here. I might have a guest every once in a while, you know, but I think it'll just always be me, me, me um, on here. Um, he didn't insub- uh, unsubscribe, but he uh, it says, I didn't unsubscribe, but I stopped listening. No offense to, uh, to Autumn, but I just felt the podcast became a lot of small talk with flirting and giggling over nothing, which frankly didn't make for very compelling content. On a personal level, I'm sorry to hear about your breakup or whatever happened with Autumn, but your most recent solo episode was really good. It was you being you, fully honest, tra- transparent, real, putting your heart out there, especially as a lot of us deal with various levels of isolation, loneliness, and depression these days with the lockdown. Not that I always want you to be down to press because you're on brand that way. <laughs> Hell to the no. 
I know, right? <laughs> what I uh, originally uh, appreciated about OFS was the depth of your thoughts and insights and the nature in which you express yourself so vulnerably. There's a real shortage of that in the online podcast world, which is why it's so refreshing. And in that sense, I'm glad to see the return of OFS. I do want you to find happiness and fulfillment in life. And just like you say, you'd like to be a friend to us, your audience. I feel like we, or at least just me, would like to be a friend to you. Friendship is, of course, a two-way street. Very true, Jay. Anyway, I hope you're not offended by what I've said in the email. Not at all. <laughs> if you want to read this email aloud in your next episode, you're welcome to, which I did. Although I don't want to hurt Anna's feelings, so you do whatever you want to do with this. Um, I don't know if she's... I don't think Autumn is listening to any more episodes, but she is. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, you know, dynamic is important, and sometimes messing with the formula is bad. You know, I mess with the formula. I shouldn't have. I should have kept it just me, so... Um, but sometimes I get overexcited and, and, and impulsive. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but for the time being, just want to say, hey, I'm still here, still listening again. Thank you so much, Jay, for that. Um, and I will be on his show uh, soon. Once it's out, I'll be uh, telling you guys about it. Um, I hope this episode met your expectations there, Jay. Um, it wasn't depressing or anything. More, Mostly just an observation that I think we're getting uh, too inundated with everything around us to forget about ourselves and allowing us the opportunity to reach out and be and find those serendipitous situations that get us into places that um, we normally wouldn't be. So we'll see. Hopefully that, that, that means something to somebody. If not, that's cool. If it doesn't mean anything to anybody, that's fine. I don't expect these. Um, I don't really expect these shows to really mean anything to anyone, but me and hopefully you, but it means me is, I mean, it mostly means something to me because I'm saying it. But hopefully we can connect in that way. Hopefully we're connecting in some way because that's what I want. I want us to connect and that's important to me. Um, anyway, uh, before I get to, oh, and yes, Jay, I, will listen, I haven't had a chance to listen to your show. I've been very busy. Um, a lot of stuff going on in life that I'm not talking about right now in this episode. Um, but hopefully sometime soon I will, uh, anyway, lastly, uh, from Tommy again. Wow. Nice episode 52. I think your discussion of empathy and your feelings about social media and the zeitgeist were real. I felt like I was really hearing you. Yeah, no, I, I think about it a lot really. Um, and how recently when I started listening to, or, uh, kind of finding myself in different facets of Twitter, that there is a positive side to Twitter, that is, there is a joyful side to Twitter and not just all the, you know, the anger and the hate and the, uh, and the dismissal of people. Like there's genuine real stuff going on. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I also have some comments uh, in the blog from the last episode that I wanted to talk about before we get out of here. This is from um, episode number 54, uh, People versus Narcissus, Dawn of Justice. There are a couple of comments. I hope they made it through. Let's see what they said here. This is from Right How Here's a Topic, Why the Eventual Heat, Death, and Entropy of the Universe Should Not Be a Reason Not to Strive for Happiness. Um, looking for a show idea? How about Middle-Aged Millennials, a podcast of Gen Y life during their midlife? Uh, AKA the guy, other guy in love in middle school. That sounds adorable. What impact did that have on your maturation? What life lessons were learned? What, how, why did it end? Where did your message 
uh, board roleplay. Oh, God, I can't believe I talked about this stuff. Who was your characters? What did they reflect upon real life? Uh, or, or how did they reflect upon your real life? Uh, life is unfair, but it was foolish to expect it would be as painful as it can as that can be. Boom. Just like, yeah, exactly. I must disagree with Anthony about the nature of people. Kids, adolescents can be some of the cruelest to one another who target those who are outside of their group or outside the privileged normal. They're, this is why there are bullies and why stories of bullies go back to time, immor- uh, time immoral. Uh, it's why we must be taught morals, ethics, and goodness. Francis, perhaps we enjoy hearing you and we are patient enough to wait. Thank you guys for continuing that. I will do the second comment, but first I'll answer these questions real quick. Um, Gen Y during their midlife. Possible. I mean, you know, I think that's what a lot, I mean, is Gen Y going through through their midlife? I mean, I don't even, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm Gen X. I don't think I hit millennial. I think I'm like, like edge of millennial. So I don't know, but um, what did that impact? Well, it uh, meant it allowed me to, because every previous expression of my affections towards somebody were not reciprocated in my uh, middle school life. So when someone reciprocated it, it was wonderful and allowed me to be more um, outgoing and take risks. And it made me feel like, if there was a girl I was interested in, I would not be afraid to tell them that. And I think that's why I learned from being a, a, a in love 12 year old. Um, it ended because this girl moved away uh, to a different part of the state. So we couldn't talk anymore. Um, the message board role play was about uh, wheel of time. The uh, Robert Jordan book. I played a female character where a, uh, someone who ended up becoming my friend, when we first started talking, didn't believe I was a dude, thought I wrote too well for a female character to be male. I'm like, no, I am male. I just like writing for female characters. Um, it did not reflect upon my real life other than it. they were always lonely and they wanted friends or love. I think that was the only reflection. Uh, otherwise, they were powerful and often smart, which I did not feel I was during that time. So there you go. All right. This is from Anthony. Uh, oh, oh, and the kids thing. So this is a reply to the kids. Thing. I agree. Kids and children are the worst when it comes to demeaning, degrading, and belittling behavior. Most of my social uh, issues come from when I was a teenager and not being able to handle rejection and bullying behavior. It's sad that someone in their mid-40s are still bothered by a trivial thing 20 years later, but it happens and has become a major part of my psyche ever since. This is why I point out the importance of the concept of the elders or people of a later generation teaching and guiding a young generation the ethics and morals of society. However, it can be a relative issue due to many factors. I do have a heartfelt belief that we are all born with a conscience. It's just hard for some people to deal with social and moral topics, sometimes because of things like poor instruction, parents or guardians, teachers, youth leaders, etc., self-sovereignness, greed, and even power or control. All right. My brief thing, because I think I, I said this was going to be short, it's ending up being, that's not, it's not that bad. Just like the time, it's not that bad. Um, okay. So, hey, this is my expertise, psychology, right? Children often reflect their environment. So if they are bullies, it's because their parents are bullies. If they are immoral, it's because their parents are immoral. A lot of, again, we are taught by, well, I'm not going to even say parents, just people who are there, who are there in their life, who are their elders, who are there to guide them, who are there to show them and be an example to them. Those people 
as kids, we are sponges. As young people, we are sponges. We, we, we absorb whatever is given to us in whoever is in our life the most, which is usually our guardian. And so if they are jerks, if they are uh, terrible human beings, we often find ourselves becoming similar. That's why, you know, there's a cycle of violence, right? You know, uh, it takes it takes another guiding hand to intervene to show another way. We can't know what we don't know. And so for children, as a person who was bullied as a kid, um, by not just, you know, kids, but by family, you know, or whatever, like, I was bullied all over the place. You know, it is what it is. Whatever. Um, you know, one of us, you will cling to somebody who you find a role model and you will try to mirror your personality after them. Um, I mirrored myself after my father, who is very um, cool, calm, collective, doesn't show anger. Doesn't. Sh- I mean, he's been angry. I've seen him angry, but he's not quick to show anger. He's not quick to show... Um, distaste he is reasonable logical thoughtful you know and so i took that as my way to cope with bullying and with negative things sort of took a lot from my mom's side too who's emotional very emotional person so a lot of my emotions um overrun my logic sometimes um but you know those are what i was able to absorb growing up and how i handle situations so where does this compassion or whatever my empathy come from i don't actually well that comes from my grandmother who <laughs> was very had much empathy um i was going to say i didn't know but actually no yeah definitely my grandmother who had a lot of empathy and who i spent a lot of time with and who was kind and gentle and loving and who i wanted to reflect um and so I did. And so I took a lot from my grandmother. And he, she helped make me the person who I am today. Um, despite, you know, potentially going, either becoming a robot or being overly emotional. I still have a bit of me who is very much caring of other people. Um, as she did. So there you go. Uh, yeah, hopefully we have people who are of right mind to, to teach the next generation. And uh, not happening. A lot of yelly people. A lot of angry people out there, so to speak. Anyway, there you go. That's all of the feedback. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for stopping by. Hope you, uh, I hope you're going to have a great week ahead. Hopefully some serendipity finds you and you do grab onto those opportunities because we all need a little bit more of that opportunity. And lastly, uh, you know, um, just take care of yourselves. You know, it's a tough time. You know, a lot going on. Do not neglect yourself. Do not neglect not do not neglect your needs. Be mindful of yourself. OFSShow at gmail.com 347-450-4335 is the number for voicemail, email. I haven't checked the voicemail. I bet you there's voicemails and email, uh, voicemails and text messages there. I just haven't seen it. I'll hold that off for the next episode anyway. I did a lot of feedback today. Um you can even write on the blogs, sincere And I am at aka the other guy on all of social media. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. You take care. We'll talk soon. And remember, you have a friend in me. We'll talk soon. Bye, everyone.